law. He became a marvelous shot with either hand. He would turn up in towns and settlements, raise a quarrel at the slightest opportunity, pick off his man, and laugh at the officers of the law. He was so cool, so deadly, so rapid, so inhumanly bloodthirsty that none but faint attempts were ever made to capture him. When he was at last shot and killed by a little one-armed Mexican who was nearly dead himself from fright, the Frio kid had the deaths of eighteen men on his head. About half of these were killed in fair duels, depending upon the quickness of the draw. The other half were men who he assassinated from absolute wantonness and cruelty. Many tales were told along the border of his impudent courage and daring, but he was not one of the breed of desperadoes who have seasons of generosity and even of softness. They say he never had mercy on the object of his anger. Yet at this and every Christmas tide, it is well to give each one credit, if it can be done, for whatever speck of good he may have possessed. If the Frio kid ever did a kindly act or felt a throb of generosity in his heart, it was once at such a time and season. And this is the way it happened. One who had been crossed in love should never breathe the odor from the blossoms of the Ratama tree. It stirs the memory to a dangerous degree. One December in the Frio County, there was a Ratama tree in full bloom, for the winter had been as warm as springtime. That way rode the Frio kid and his satellite and co-murderer, Mexican Frank. The kid reined in his Mustang and sat in his saddle, thoughtful and grim, with dangerously narrowing eyes. The rich, sweet scent touched him somewhere beneath his ice and iron. "'I don't know what I've been thinking about, Max,' he remarked in his usual mild drawl, "'to have forgot all about a Christmas present I got to give. "'I'm going to ride over tomorrow night and shoot Madison Lane in his own house. "'He got my girl. "'Rosita would have had me if he hadn't cut into the game. "'I wonder why I happened to overlook it up to now.' "'Oh, shucks, kid,' said Mexican. "'Don't talk foolishness. "'You know you can't get within a mile of Madeleine's house tomorrow night. "'I see old man Allen day before yesterday, "'and he said Matt is going to have a Christmas doings at his house. "'You remember how you shot up the festivities when Mad was married "'and about the threats you made? "'Don't you suppose Madeleine kind of keeps his eye open for a certain Mr. Kid? "'You plumb make me tired, kid, with such remarks.' I'm going, repeated the Frio kid without heat, to go to Madison Lane's Christmas doings and kill him. I ought to have done it a long time ago. Why, Max, just two weeks ago, I dreamed me and Rosita was married instead of her and him, and we was living in a house, and I could see her smiling at me, and, oh, Max, he got her, and I'll get him. Yes, sir, on Christmas Eve he got her, and then's when I'll get him. "'There's other ways of committing suicide,' advised Mexican. "'Why don't you go and surrender to the sheriff?' "'I'll get him,' said the kid. "'Christmas Eve fell as balmy as April. "'Perhaps there was a hint of faraway frostiness in the air, "'but it tingles like seltzer perfumed faintly "'by the late prairie blossoms and the mesquite grass. "'When the night came, the five or six rooms of the ranch house were brightly lit. "'In one room was a Christmas tree for the lanes at a boy of three, "'and a dozen or more guests were expected from the nearer ranches. "'At nightfall, Madison Lane called aside Jim Belcher "'and three other cowboys employed on his ranch. "'Now, boys, 
said Lane. Keep your eyes open. Walk around the house. Watch the road well. All of you know the Frio kid, as they call him now, and if you see him, open fire on him without asking any questions. I'm not afraid of his coming around, but Rosita is. She's been afraid he'd come in on us every Christmas since we were married. The guests had arrived in buckboards and on horseback and were making themselves comfortable inside. The evening went along pleasantly. The guests enjoyed and praised Rosita's excellent supper, and afterward the men scattered in groups about the rooms or on the broad gallery, smoking and chatting. The Christmas tree, of course, delighted the youngsters, and above all were they pleased when Santa Claus himself in magnificent white beard and furs appeared and began to distribute the toys. It's my papa, announced Billy Sampson, age six. I seen him wear em before. Berkeley, a sheep man and an old friend of Lane, stopped Rosita as she was passing by him on the gallery.